While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Friday. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. We had uh, Lenny Bellagio on from the New Bedford Retirement Board on in the first hour. We also had City Council Ian Abreu stop by to plug some events uh, that are happening in the city, such as the turkey drive tomorrow. Um, if you want to get a turkey dinner tomorrow in uh, New Bedford, you can show up anytime between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, but um, it's first come, first serve, and if they run, no questions asked, first come, first serve, and if when they run out, they run out. So it might behoove you uh, to show up early. That's at the Kilburn Mill. So um, he also is, has a pop-up for his uh, Silmo syrup, the coffee syrup. You know, I remember my aunt telling me actually that um, – that uh, one of my aunts that that lives um, that that lived on the Pacific coast that uh, they would stock up on Silmo syrup before they went back home uh, went back uh, to the Pacific coast. So um, a, a, a former staple in uh, New Bedford uh, local um, you know local uh, grocery products and uh, it's coming back and uh, Ian Ian advertise Ian's running an advertisement here for Silmo syrup. So we do appreciate that five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We've got a couple calls on the line and we'll get to them right now. Good evening. I'm back. Hey. Okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, we didn't have time. The So, payment in lieu of taxes for churches. I don't know if it applies for, to churches, but there is a First Amendment issue with that. And the First, I mean, First Amendment in the Constitution that, um, that could be, uh, there's two clauses in the, in the First Amendment. There's the Establishment Clause that says no, no, um, you know, government shall not rec- recognize an establishment of a religion. And then there's the Free Exercise Clause that basically says uh, they will not inhibit the free exercise of religion. And the argument I think is that it violates the um, free exercise law, and they, the reason they don't tax churches, I think, in particular, too, is because the, the the notion is like, okay, well, you stay out, you know, we'll stay out of it if you stay out of it. I know a lot of people who want to tax churches argue that they don't stay out of it, and they, sh- you know, and well, I'm not a king of England trying to tax the church out of business, you know, put it that way. Yeah, I'm just trying to see that they help pay. For services, I'm not trying to destroy the church. I'm not trying to destroy. Uh, no, I get no, no, you know, no, no one, no one thinks, no one thinks you are. I was just explaining that. Back to them, okay? Oh, I. That we're not trying to tax you out of existence. You know, we believe. You know, I'm, not, you know, I'm not against God, the Almighty. You know, I'm not even opposed necessarily to taxing churches. It's just the, it's just the, um, it's just that's the. I think that's the argument. I think that's the precedent that's in place right now. Well, again, it's nice to be nice, and I don't know. You'd have to check in. Boston, because I believe they've got a pilot program. Whether that, they could that whether or not that includes 
uh, religious organizations. I'm not sure, but yeah. I, they do have a pilot program, from what I understand. Maybe maybe I'll get Michelle on. Okay, now you brought another one up. You brought up the waterfront, okay? Mm-hmm. How much does the waterfront really pay? I don't want to tax them out of existence. I don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. But that's like saying I'm going to let uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, uh, make nothing, uh, uh, pay no taxes, and uh, I, I, we're going to, uh, you know, tax the little people. No, I agree. You know, so so again, I don't want to hurt the, uh, you know, the. Uh, yeah, the I know, but it's a, what you're you saying know? is it's a seven billion dollar industry. You think yeah, more should come our we're way? We're undermining it. We're not undermining it, but we're underwriting it. You know. Yes. And again, I'm 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 Jack Sage. Okay. So in another month or so, I'm going to get the uh, Christmas card from the city of New Bedford, which will be the taxes for next year, which, as I understand it, are going to go up substantially, along with heating costs and everything. And yes, I'm Jack Sage, so I'm not working okay, right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're asking guys like Jack and me to bear all of this, where some people aren't even paying a little or a little bit more. Mr. Belergeron brought out, for example, that they haven't had a change in this cola since uh, 1998, I think he said. It is, okay? yeah. So that's a long time. And I, and obviously, I think he deserves the cola in the retirees. But you've got to have some base you know, to pay for this thing, and we don't have those factories that were around in 1998, sure. you know? Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, you know, Marcus, this has more effect on people your age than me, because in the future, you'll still be here, and I won't be here, okay? <laughs> to be to put it bluntly. And you guys are going to have to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, the idea, too, about... Um, uh, you know, uh, business coming in here. Uh, I dis- the times, yeah, does play a, a, a part of it. But if that business park was going to be filled, they'd be banging on John Mitchell's door, and they're not banging on there, no matter what it was. If if they felt that that was the location that they wanted their business to go into, I sure. applaud him for trying to get interest in that. The windmills thing too. That's like Don Quixote. We got windmills. You're fighting windmills here. Okay, <laughs> maybe or, you know, maybe it'll come but maybe it, it won't. But you can't base your taxes on what we think might come or what we're trying to make come. You've got to base it on what you've got here. And I think the time has come for nonprofits in the area to contribute something. Uh, you know, I don't want God to be angry at me because I want to tax a synagogue or a mosque or a church or whatever, okay? Uh, but, you know, gee, if there's a fire, our fire department's coming. If there's uh, something... No, I get it. I... I... You know, I agree. And, it's, and, it's, a, it's a different paradigm today than what it was years ago. And, and, and it's in the same paradigm as they used uh, when I was a young man. The other part of it is, I think, peep, I think one of the arguments for not taxing churches is that it because because they're not you know the 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 government's not like you don't interfere we don't interfere there's a separation of church and state and all that but as we know churches are deeply involved in political matters and yeah. and so yeah. if they're going to get and, and, and very much I don't want to go there and I don't want to you know single out the churches how about all these uh uh, organizations we have that help the underprivileged, okay, mm-hmm. or that are in drugs or something like that. That's here too. And when yeah. Mayor Wu, who says on TV that she thinks her mass cast problem is a regional problem, what do you think that means? I think that means that that little choo-choo train we're going to have coming down here is going to send a lot of people from mass cast down here to look for a place to live to help out Boston again. 
Okay, that's my view, and I know that's <clears throat> that's not the view. It's going to have all kinds of jobs. But your friend, uh, you done told you the other day to try to get up there to Boston, and you know uh, the yeah. four-hour thing. Uh, you know, so we're being sold a bill of goods here. I think that because well, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you got no brains if you're backing it up. I think you know that sort of thing. It would be nice, and I'd love to see the windmills come in here and provide jobs, and I'd love to see the train come down here. But I really don't think that's going to maybe the Brockton, maybe. Brockton, an hour's time, you can get back and forth to Boston and have a decent uh, evening after you finish well, work, but not all the way down. I, I worked. I worked in. I worked in Boston. Yeah. Um, I, oh. Uh, I worked in Boston. Uh, Bree, I had an office. I shouldn't say I work. I didn't work there every day. I had an office space in Boston when I first started out because I was part of a pilot program. Mm-hmm. But um, it was actually an incredible pain to get up there. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd actually schedule. What I would do is I'd schedule my appointments with clients yeah. at like one o'clock or two o'clock, and I'd leave. You know, I'd, I'd leave my house at like nine thirty ten so yeah. I could get there. It, yeah. it isn't because otherwise you're just you're pulling your hair out. I do think even the train, if it's going to be more yeah. than an hour commute, is is still infinitely preferable. Geography is geography, though, and yeah, we're at the uh, um, with the, the bottom end, okay, of of the state, unfortunately, okay. Yeah. So uh, you know. Uh, uh, the train. I hope it works. And uh, what can I say? I think it is. Uh, well, the other thing work. I want to I want to bring up too something that Mr. Bellergeron brought up and, and came out. Of, he said that for the New Bedford voc- the New Bedford Regional Vocational Technical High School or Institute, whatever you want to call it, that we have an obligation to pay for their retirement. No, no, no. They're outside of the obligation, actually. Oh, I thought he said they were. No, retired. those are so so New Bedford Voc and a few other places. I think the Housing Authority and all that. Well, the, they're they're outside of the well, our obligation. I, I thought I heard from people that are retired out of there that their check comes from the city of New Bedford, their retirement check. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not New but that could be listen, through. Listen, it it listen, gets listen, funneled through or something. It's not New Bedford uh, Vocational High School on Hillman Street or wherever it was. Right. That's now, why you said it's, it's outside it's, of their singular. I think it, it's Greater New Bedford. So right. What, what, what are the Fairhaven and Dartmouth putting into the fund to pay for the retirees? Yeah, well, that's probably the, that's probably the case though, because he said it's outside of their. He said it's outside of their what they're paying. It might be a separate system. I don't think it's a separate system because people who retire out of vote get a check from the city of New Bedford and Fairhaven. Haven and Dalton should be putting something in. There. Listen, I'll, I'll follow up with Lenny on that. I'll ask him that question. Um, but I got some other calls online, okay, so I get friend, to them. Thank you for giving me the time. Anytime. Thanks okay, for the call. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Home. Yeah, and uh, I, I caught the tail end of the, the retirement board uh, piece, and, and from what, uh, t- tell me if I'm wrong, but the council voted to uh, increase it's going to cost the city about a million dollars a year. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Well, that's what. So, so here's the thing: the city said it's going to cost a, a, a million dollars per year and thirteen million over the next twelve years. That was the num- That was the figures they gave. What Lenny had said was uh, basically what he his numbers that that he had added up had said actually it's only six hundred and some odd thousand dollars based on their calculations on their end. So there's some there's some warring uh, figures here on how much it's actually going to cost the city. I guess we'll find out uh, when the um, when the you know when the when the budget comes up uh, in the fiscal year twenty five or twenty four, so, so they're not appropriating that that money this year. They're going to wait till the next budget session. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, so it's yeah fiscal year. Uh, so that'll be July twenty four. Okay. So yeah. So there there isn't any need to cut 
600000 or $1 million in the current budget. It no. will be part of the city budget. Yeah. Appropriate. It won't be, yeah, it won't be appropriated until, yeah, until the next fiscal year. Yeah. And as far as the church and state thing, uh, it, it's, if they do try to implement, it, it's going to be a very uneven uh, way of doing things. I mean, you, it would mean that the city would have to get into each church's budget to see what yeah. they can afford to pay because right. some churches can, can't afford to pay anything as yeah. you know that have a prolific uh well, well uh, jack, jack was talking about it we were talking a little bit about it off air there's there's some churches in the city um that are some are doing well some are but some there's some that are literally collapsing uh because oh, they, sure. they're not a, they're not like literally collapsing like physically the structure of them so, right, so right. they can't really afford it. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's an argument I, I think we got to put on hold until we yeah. come up with a different formula for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can see, you know, if there's a fire in the church, then maybe some type of fee uh, there for that purpose. Or, uh, but don't forget, you know, on the other side of it, most of the churches, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, do save society a, a group of money in terms of feeding the poor, clothing the poor, and sure. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so that has to have some type of weight to it, also. Uh, so I think the spring, uh, I mean the uh, the, the founding uh, fathers were, were correct. You know, separation of church and state becomes a, a more meaningful thing until there's preaching from the pulpit. Right. But uh, yeah. And uh, other than that, uh, I just came from church and we had a oh. wonderful uh, healing service. And uh, those folks that are interested in a new. Uh, uh, concept. It's Reverend's Church on Brock Avenue, and it, it will blow you away. There's no rules, and <laughs> and they preach the gospel the way it's done in the old times. Makes and, sense. Uh, uh, it, it, it's phenomenal. That's all I get to say. Sounds anyway, nice. Yeah. All right, man. See you. Thanks for the call. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Yeah. Hey, Marcus. Uh, <clears throat> So uh, when, when you were off, uh, when I was off here, when you were talking to Jack, he made a great point about uh, the fairness of uh, non-public employees uh, paying for public employees. Sure. So the source uh, that I found when I was uh, listening, I uh, was perusing it online, is called massopenbooks.org. Okay. And if you if you peruse that, you'll see the number of agencies that are part of the Massachusetts uh, retirement system. They all have their own individual liabilities. So the school, uh, I'm guessing, is a separate entity from the city, but it's still city employees. So, so uh, it's still the city, it's still the city's obligation, even though it didn't fall under the yeah. No, it, it does. It does. It's it's. So I don't know if you know how. Uh, I don't know if this matters for the conversation, but when the school committee, the school committee makes their the school committee makes the school budget every year, right? But they need to bring it to the city council, and the they need to bring it to the city council for approval. So the city council's got to actually decide whether or not to authorize fully or make cuts on the uh, on the school budget. So even though the school department does run with its own elected board and separately and all of that, that it's all still as far as like fiscally monetarily, it's all still pretty, I think yeah, unified it's still a city liability, even though, even though it might not fall into that particular, I think it's still, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still a city liability group. I, I, again, I'd have to probably clarify that. I'm pretty sure it's still a city city liability. Yeah, yes. It, well, it is uh, old Rochester, which is a tri town yeah. uh, district uh, shares the, pension liability 
an obligation with the with amongst the three towns. Yeah. And it's an interesting formula how they try to figure that out. And there's, a, there's an acronym for it. Um, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I just don't there's, know the acronym. There's an acronym that, that refers to you know future benefits obligation, and I can't think of what it is. Is that you know a lot of a lot of the more um, <clears throat> uh, you know the sharper town managers and, and fiscal people have started to include that in their budget. So you have to include this stuff, you know, going forward with planning, at least in small towns like the Tri-Town area. Right. So it, um, but in terms of the fairness that uh, Jack mentioned, so uh, if, if you're a private employer, a pr- employee, and you're obligated, you're mandated to pay Social Security, and if you're doing well, uh, you reach a certain plateau of salary where you don't have to pay anymore. You know, it used to be 100, now it's probably about 130 now. You make more than 130,000. Once you once you reach 130,000, you don't have to kick into Social Security. Um, but your benefits are limited. Yeah, I think it's 100. Did you say 130,000? I think it was 118. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's like 100. I think it's like 118, something like that. Well, it 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 goes up every year. What's interesting about it before inflation, the um, the maximum um, salary subject to Social Security would go up every year by say like like five or six percent. Sure. But the cost of living built into the benefits was only like two percent. Yeah. So basically, you were paying more for a benefit you couldn't possibly get. <laughs> And, right. and then, and 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 just to just to nuance it one more time, um, when he, you know, when when the, during the 2016 campaign, one of the suggestions that came up from the, Hill, the Clinton camp was, well, we need to we need to erase the cap, yeah, but not but not increase the benefits. So but what what they were saying was we're going to increase the premium you pay, but we're not going to increase the benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so the yeah. thing is that doesn't apply to public employee workers. They, they, sh- they, get, they when they when they get a raise, yeah, they haven't been paying into the system. But all of a sudden, it, you know how they game the system. And last point, who the highest person on the New Bedford uh, retirement board, which didn't include all these other agencies. I'm not sure who it included, didn't include, but they must have included the the school, the highest um, pensioner. Who do you guess? Uh, I'm not sure. It was the former superintendent, and I. No, oh, that makes sense. The name right, uh, P- Pia. Pia Durkin. Yeah. Pia Durkin. Yeah. yeah. She, I think she's getting about, and this is a 2020 report. So in 2020, I think she got about 109,000 okay. in pension. Yeah. Not, not a not a bad gig. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah. And it, and it basically is the rest of us have to pay for it. Right. So unless, unless of course, last point, and I'll get off. Thanks for your time, Marcus. Last point is, unless the new four uh, percent millionaires tax goes to education, well, guess what? Education spends money on mostly more and more pensions. Yeah, we can cover it that way. We'll let the rich pay for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that sounds palatable. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Have a great night. And happy Thanksgiving, by the way. You as well. Thank you. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, good evening. Hey. Good evening. Yep. 
I'm just, uh, it caught my, caught my interest when talking about taxing the hospital. I wonder, maybe uh, some callers out there can answer this. I don't, cause I don't know. I, I wonder if, if you, you add up all the figures and you factor in all the minuses, et cetera, if, um, if it's, if it's, if it's income effective as far as the city goes to actually tax the hospitals or to just leave them alone, I feel that they provide a lot of tax income to the city by allowing people to uh, own homes, workers there to own homes. Are you talking about, you know, floor cleaners to uh, nurses' aides yeah. to therapists? I'm Doctors. sure a lot of those people live in the city, yeah. and they get a lot, the city gets a lot of taxes from those people. Yeah. Well, the, the, if you the, actually tax the hospitals, are you going to be because that money for the tax is going to come from somewhere? Yeah. And that mean we're going to have less happy workers and I think uh, that whatever. the whatever. I yeah I think that the the neighborhoods surrounding the hospital are actually some of the wealthiest too um some of the high, probably some of the highest property taxpayers uh, around the hospital it's probably a lot of people that work there I would I would yeah. I would I would imagine I, I, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that work here that live right around there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that live in other areas of the city as, as well. Yeah. I just, I don't know what spread is. If somebody out there knows, I'd like to know. Yeah, if someone knows, I I, I would appreciate it too. I mean, it's, I I know the, I had Mike Rodericks and he said that South Coast Health is, is, is said reporting like a $63 million loss or something like that this this year. Yeah, that's what he said. Because one of the things that they're looking to pass in the economic development bill is a, or they they probably did pass because the bill passed was uh, funding for, um, you know, healthcare, healthcare service providers around the commonwealth because they're they are they've i guess over the last couple of years for one reason or another experienced a, a significant loss yeah yeah i suspect it that much yeah um then um as far as the churches go i, I think you get to leave the churches alone i mean like you say it's in the constitution and yeah that's the, think- well that's the argument i think you know i think that's that's the argument that that uh that's that's made it's a might be a violation of the free exercise clause um you know uh, i think that the there's there's a lot of Supreme Court like precedent and history behind that. It's a very complicated, I think, a really complicated discussion. But I, I would agree, you know, I would say it's probably a lot easier to stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the methadone clinics and all that other stuff, I would maintain again that you're probably seeing an indirect you know, the tax thing benefit is, to the city of all those workers and yeah. you know, the taxi drivers bringing people down there and stuff. They generate a lot of income. Here's the places. thing with the methadone clinics, though. The methadone, like that method, that, that agent, the, the, the company that wants to, that's a multi-million dollar company. It's basically like I'm, a big hedge. I, I don't mean them, yeah. Yeah, RCA, they're like, they're worth, I think, like hundreds of millions of dollars. So some of the yeah, methadone, the fund or something, yeah. methadone is very profitable, it's a very profitable, uh, it's a very lucrative uh, business. So, I mean, I'm not sure. It depends on who's running the clinics and all of that but that's become a very profitable business for a lot of people that rca company is 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 big and they they have a lot of money so uh, you know i'm not i'm, I'm a little i'm a receptive to it I, I might i might be receptive to uh taxing outfits like that as well yeah. but uh, the, the big big income generators like the hospital though and, and the churches i and the, and the what is it you don't want to tax them out of existence <laughs> the problem is in new bedford the churches like like we were talking about a lot of these churches are 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 no one's going to church anymore right so a lot of these churches are they're shutting down a bunch of churches there's like some of these older churches that are literally collapsing because they they can't afford um to even make fundamental repairs so i don't know what kind of uh benefit would be given uh, you know even if there's a i think there's a sound argument to be made about taxing churches 
coaches, but I, I just don't. I think that around here, you're not going to, you know, like you can't get blood out of a stone. All right, Marcus. We'll talk to you later. Take yep. care. Yeah, you too. Yep. All right, I gotta, I gotta take this break. Uh, we'll still be taking your calls. Um, Friday, uh, it's Friday night, and uh, if you're not calling in the South Coast tonight, what else are you doing? So, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'll take this break, and um, we'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight. Rap Diablo, yeah, yeah. It's the Rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows. The bar gets raised up. It's me and Petey Pablo. Colder than gazpacho. Colder than the mono. Rapping head honcho. Rocking shows like I was Bono. I go. Play a couple keys on the piano. The industry a lie. All the promises were hollow. Follow me. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. So uh, just following up on the conversation, we got some messages on the app chat that I'm going to get to in a minute. But um, basically, uh, if you might just, you know, some people might just be tuning in um, or, you know, getting in your car after a late dinner or something. Uh, we were we had on the show, we had Jack Spillane on for uh, for the eight o'clock hour of the New Bedford Light. We had Ian Abreu on at the uh, around 730 um, to talk about the um, turkey, uh, the, the turkey drive, the, the turkey dinner drive that they're doing. That's tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, first come, first serve turkey dinners, free turkey dinners for people in New Bedford. He said that they, they're obviously, they're in high demand, which, um, you know, is in part sad, but also, you know, I think it's a great service that they're providing. No questions asked. You, you show up, you get a turkey dinner. You show up, you get a turkey dinner. So what he said is it's first come, first serve. So make sure you should, you should probably show up closer to, as close to the 10 o'clock hours you can. Because there might be, he said, like, you know, there might be such a high demand that they're out by 1030. They have, a, they have, you know, the finite supply that they have. And when it runs out, it runs out. So you're better off going as or as close to 10 o'clock as you can or at 10 o'clock if you're able to. And uh, that's at the Kilburn Mill. That's uh, put on um, Ian Abreu's, uh, you know, participating in that city council president Abreu. So definitely go get uh, a turkey dinner if you need one. So... Um, 508-996-0500. I can't believe, uh, Thanksgiving's already crept up on us. By the way, this is our last Friday show for two weeks. Um, next week we're, we're, we've got the holiday. Um, so I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be here on Friday, you know, Thursday's the Thanksgiving holiday. I think, I don't think anybody's going to be here on Friday to include Chris and myself. Uh, so we won't be here the following Friday. Chris and I are taking, uh, we're going to a, we're, we're going to a social engagement. So we're, we're Chris and I are going to a social engagement, and uh, we won't be here on Friday. There'll probably be a fill-in. We'll probably have a fill-in here uh, on Friday. So there'll be someone here to to talk about the issues that are important and take your calls at 508-996-0500, which, by the way, I'm still taking now. So when we had Lenny on, um, this is pertaining to an app chat message I just got. When we had Lenny on from the retirement board, the chair of the retirement board, what he said was, there are about, you know, uh, X amount of t- retirees and survivors. I think he said 3,000 retirees and survivors. And he talked about which, uh, you know, the, the number of retirees and survivors that, uh, that this, uh, COLA adjustment, um, pertains to, right? And so, um, the, that, in, that doesn't include what he said was it doesn't, didn't include, uh, the people in that are in the, 
I think money said Harbor Services. I know he definitely said people in the uh, that are part of the housing department and part of Greater New Bedford Vote Tech. He said they are not included. And I've got a I've got an app chat message from uh, Rab from Dartmouth, and he said he believes um, he uh, they, they believe that uh, housing and Greater New Bedford Vote are part of the Teamsters Union, so that means they're on separate contracts. So that would more or less line up from what I heard uh, from Lenny that they are not included in the retiree obligations that New Bedford would need to meet under this uh, under this cola um, uh, uh, this cola adjustment. So um, I think a lot of pe- you know uh, definitely a conversation where people are generating a lot of interest. You know, a funny story because we you know people are talking about taxing churches again. I, I think in New Bedford, you, you 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 know you can't get blood out of a stone. There's church attendance across the country, uh, and in New Bedford, has gone down significantly. I remember my dad telling me about the heyday of you know Catholic churches in the city where uh, you know they were basically all full. He was a he was a member of the Mont Carmel um, parish uh, in uh, in New Bedford. I believe that church is. I think that church is closed now. I know their their school closed. Their uh, Catholic school closed. There used to be a lot more Catholic schools too. The CYO actually, you know, I think a lot of you remember, used to be all Catholic schools, then it changed to parishes. When I played in the CYO, I went to St. Joe's Catholic School here in Fairhaven. And um we were the St. Joe we were the St. Joe's deacons, actually. We had our jerseys with the you know, the, they were black, they had deacons on them. We we're pretty good too. I think we ended up we finished second place. We were pretty good. St. Mary's Dartmouth, um, Beat us out, uh, beat uh, St. Mary's Dartmouth. They were undefeated. I believe they beat us. Holy name too uh, was was really good back then. But what they had, but when I did CYO, they had all we had. You either had to go to the school, or you had to be a member of the parish. If you were a member of the parish, you get in. So at St. Joe's, I think it was me and a few, like a handful of people that were actually went to the school that were part of the team. The rest of them were members of the parish. And then some of there were some teams that were school teams and some teams that were parish teams. So like St. Mary's uh, Dartmouth was, a, I believe, a parish team. There's no St. Mary's Dartmouth Catholic school, if I'm not mistaken. That's just a parish team. There was a few other parish teams. Uh, Our Lady of Angels was a parish team as well. Um. And there was Holy Family, Holy Name School and all that. But a lot of Catholic schools are closing. Some are merging. We had St. James, St. John's and Holy Family, I believe, merged into a single school now. Uh, they're one school, but they used to be separate uh, separate schools for a while. Because um, I went to Stang. We had people from from all over uh, all over there. Um, you know, like I said, you're not, you, you can't get uh, you can't get blood out of a stone. But my, I remember my dad telling me he went to he went to Mount Carmel for for Catholic school, Catholic middle school. Back then, the CYO used to be. No parishes. You had to go to the school, so it was an all Catholic school league, and it was very competitive. It was still competitive when I was there. I haven't been there. I mean, I haven't played there in about oh my god, it's been twenty years since I played uh, in the CYO. I haven't been in the Kennedy Center, uh, the Kennedy. Uh, Ken- I think it's Kennedy Donovan Center, right? I haven't been there. I I believe I guess in twenty years. I wonder if anybody knows how that CYO is still if it's still going, how it's still going and all of that, because I haven't been there in a long time. Um but yeah, I think that's it's it's difficult. You know, I will say when you get down to the south when you have those like mega churches, the evangelical mega churches, I remember when I don't know if you guys remember when Joel when when Joel when Joel uh, when Joel Austin 
the famous uh, evangelical pastor who's made hand over fist uh, millions and millions of dollars um, uh, being an evangelical uh, personality. A tele televangel uh, tele televangelist, right, is what they call him. And when there was a hurricane that hit Houston back in 2017, that massive, massive hurricane that like flooded out Houston. Basically, I had friends that lived in Houston. They used to send me pictures of like you know ponds outside of their uh, outside of their uh, apartment buildings. And um, Joel Austin famously didn't let anybody into their mega church. And showed like fake footage of the uh, fake footage of the church being flooded when it wasn't and said, oh, hey, we're doing all this stuff with it. They weren't actually doing. I drove by. I, I was in Houston probably after that storm had passed, probably about two or three weeks later, not just to hang out with my friends. I wasn't there for any sort of efforts, but I remember actually the 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 street like you could walk I was walking around the streets of Houston. You could tell that there was a lot of water there. In some areas you could tell I'm like wow there was a lot of water that came through here, right? But um but I remember drive we were in a cab, my friend and I were in a cab uh, on the way back to his apartment and I remember turning and looking and seeing Joel Osteen's mega church, right? I forget the exact name of it, but it's a stadium, right? It's not like a stadium that's as big as, let's say, TD Bank North Garden, right, in Boston. But it's still, it was like an old stadium that they basically repurposed into a church. Definitely not the biggest stadium I've seen, but definitely the biggest church I've ever seen. And I remember looking at it and I'm saying, wow, they didn't have any room for anybody in that church. <laughs> it was incredible. So a lot of those televangelists, I think, I think you can definitely make a more sympathetic argument for subjecting some of them to taxes. Pat Robertson, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, who I think is still alive. Pat Robertson, the the uh, the Falwells, right? The Falwells who, who ran Liberty University, all the controversy that they're having his son uh you know jerry falwell jr's having but um you know and uh you know the even the grams billy graham's son all of that um i think you can make a more sympathetic argument that people like that the televangelists that are really you know it's it's essentially marketing uh they're essentially marketing religion right for their own profiteering i think you could make a pretty good argument that those individuals probably should be subjected to more stringent or those organizations should probably uh, be subjected to more stringent taxation uh, obligations, right? I think because they're making so much money. And again, I drove by that when I was in Houston. I looked at that building and I was like, oh my God, that's the, that's a church, you know, because we're used to seeing the modest, but you know, very uh, aesthetically, you know, beautiful churches that that are here in New Bedford. And you know, I've obviously being growing up, uh, going to Catholic school and all that. I've been in a lot of them, right? Um, and they don't even compare to those um, those basically stadiums, right? They're basically they're doing concerts out there. It's a marketing. It's it's not. It's the marketing of religion, and a lot of that stuff that they're doing is. You know, basically saying, oh, if you if you buy this, if you donate this, that's one prayer to God or whatever they're saying. I think a lot of that. But if you're getting these community organizations where people are just really going to, you know, um, you know, practice their faith and participate in it in a way that's meaningful to them and and and, uh, you know, a genuine like 
a, you know, pre, uh, you know, having a genuine practice of religion. I know the government actually can't say who's genuine and who's not. They're not allowed to do that. That that is a that is um, again a violation of the first amendment. Uh, the first amendment having two clauses: the establishment clause, the government can't recognize an establishment of religion, uh, and basically saying the government can't have their own, you know, basically state religion. So you can't say that the government's official religion is. Uh, Christianity or whatever or Islam or 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 Scientology you can't do that they can't have a state authorized uh, necessarily a state official religion right but they also can't have a uh, the you, you can't uh, it says or inhibit uh, or uh, interfere with the free practice of religion right but those aren't the exact words but they're more or less that those those Two phrases I've learned and what we learned in law school are inherently uh, adversarial. So uh, that's my little First Amendment spiel uh, that I have. And tell you what, we'll take this call before I get a hit a break. Good evening. Yeah, I'm calling because I heard earlier about the uh, retirement board. Sure. The gentleman you had on. Yeah. Yeah. It, I just I just can't get over on there. It, there he was, you know, a while ago saying that. We're going to give $30,000 raises to unit C's, right? And now you want to give a COLA to retired people like the Social Security went up. It's three, on average, $360 a year, yeah. not a, a month, a year. Right. Nope, can't do it. $30,000 for people making $100,000 more. Sign me up. Makes no sense. Five, five bucks. Yeah, five bucks per person per month. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 a, it's a joke. I mean, come on, Maura Healy, come on. Take them. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hurry up! Hurry up! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand the argument either. Uh, it, it seems like a it's 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 a, it's it's a tough hill to die on, you know. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I agree. But I just want to put my two cents, you know, because I mean, what he said they make it twenty seven thousand dollars. Man, try to live at twenty seven thousand yeah. dollars now. Wow! And, and that's the average. So this mean that means people are making fewer than twenty seven thousand dollars a year. It's it's difficult. Yeah, that's tough. Hey, th right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. I'll be right back. New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. Spent all day hearing about the news. Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back. Welcome back. I can't keep on losing you over complications. Gone too soon. Wait, we were just hanging. I can't seem to hold on. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Don't forget our weekend warriors on Saturday. I love our Saturday programming. Um, you know, Saturdays are my days off, right, from the airwaves. It used to be my days on. I used to have that one to four slot, which I really liked and in some ways miss. Uh, but that, uh, but Saturdays, we have a great lineup. We are one of the few local talk stations with a full day of local talk. And we have Brian, Brian the cabbie in the mornings. We have Brian the cat. You can wake up with Brian cabbie in, uh, in the mornings. Then you have uh, Ken Pittman. Till noon, the Ken Pittman show. Then you have Jose Matos with Money Matters for great financial advice. And then you have Jessica Machado 
of the Jessica Machado show from one to four. So a great weekend lineup. Don't forget our weekend, uh, our weekend warriors. Uh, they do a great job producing content uh, on Saturdays while we're all, uh, you know, while we're all, ha- we all have the day off there, but they're here, they're here, they're, they're working. And uh, we do, um, we do appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it as once a uh, Saturday weekend warrior myself and now a weekend listener. Um, I enjoy the, the the content that they're all putting out. Um, when I wake up, I put it on. I put Brian on and then I listen to Ken, Jose and Jessica all day. It's always on my car radio. It's on the app uh, when I'm listening. So don't forget our weekend warriors. They do a great job. They work all week to give you great content here at WBSM. And uh, I think it's it's an excellent uh, addition to uh, our, you know, our, our week long uh, dialogue uh, here um, at the station. So definitely uh, tune in tomorrow morning. I'm going to take one more break before we finish out the hour strong. Here's what's happening this week on Town Phillips's Town Square Sunday promo. And uh, that's always a great um, program to listen to on Sunday as well, even if the Patriots are on uh, and it, it sort of interferes with the um even if the Patriots aren't on, it interferes with the broadcast on the uh, on the air. You can definitely listen to the podcast, and it's great. Uh, I think the new uh, the Fishing Heritage Center is also.